I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. What's up, Rockstar Nation? Happy Friday! Oh, your weekend is packed with buyers and sellers. Look, we have uh, one of the most bombastic couple of weeks coming up. Hold on to your seats. April is going to be good. Today's episode with Karen, uh, listen, this is going to be good, by the way. You know, best year sold 896 homes with her team. Tons of exciting stuff. On Monday, got Italina Kirkness. Basically, Italina is, uh, you know, or Italina. She's just like Italy with a nuh. You know, her whole life is teaching agents uh, how to make money on LinkedIn. And we dig into some really technical stuff there. Wednesday, I have the CEO of Keller Williams Real Estate. Yes, Mr. Chris Heller answer some deep questions about what's going on at Keller Williams and what's he doing with his growth initiative and what he's doing personally with his money that he's making. And uh, and also talks about how he's able to run a team that he makes 750000 a year on profit living in another state and not really doing much with it except for a half hour phone call a week. Plus his CEO salary and all the stuff he's doing overseas and just uh, and then he says you know what he's doing with that that he's earning and it's it's a really good show he was quite candid now Friday I have a mortgage expert on uh, Jen Duplessis talking about um, the Trump effect and what things we need to know as real estate agents that are coming down the pike and that have already changed with regards to our buyers and sellers and this you listen to this and it'll make you sound like you're the biggest smartest most educated real estate agent out there if you just start repeating some of the things jen says uh, to your clients and to other agents then on uh after that and i'm going to go into the next week because on on it looks like april 10th matt curtis is coming on matt curtis has this really cool program he's like one of the top agents in alabama um selling a ton of homes And he has this uh, sell a home, build a home thing where every 100 homes he sells, he goes to Nicaragua and builds a house. Very cool. And then I'm excited to say that uh, David Osborne, my uh, lifelong friend and huge owner of Keller Williams Regions, five different Keller Williams Regions with over some 4,000 agents, 
and a, a guy that publicly states he's worth $50 million, has his own plane, and, and it's just very exciting. We talk about him starting at zero and exactly what he did day by day to, to be worth $50 million and what his book is about, Wealth Can't Wait, which is being released next week. So that's an, that's an incredible episode. You definitely don't want to miss that. So we got a super week coming up. I want to answer this question. I just got this message on my recorder. Hey, Pat. I just want to say what a great show you put out. You have some awesome material, and I consider you to be the Tim Ferriss of real estate. You have some really great guests, but when they talk about expenses, I don't believe some of these profit margins that they're bragging about. I hear these people with big teams talk about their ECI, 20%, 30% in expenses, and I've heard less. How can this be? My goodness, if you have a team of buyer agents, if you pay them a 50% commission split, your expenses are 50% before you get into salaries, advertising, moving trucks, four and five figure Zillow ad spends. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks, buddy, and keep up the good work. Okay, well, thanks for that message. Um, you know, here's the thing. Like, I just had jury duty, believe it or not. I had, I, you know, I lived in Maryland for 50 years, never got called once to jury duty. I live in South Carolina for a year and a half, and they tag me. And... They put me in like front of four cases and they, the lawyers opted out with me for those four cases. They say, we don't want him. We don't want him. Then they put, and this is how serious South Carolina is making sure you serve. It's not one of these, you know, states where you get, you know, called and you might serve. You pretty much everybody that got called served last week. So they uh, gave me on the fifth case they gave me. Um, I had no reason to not be on the jury and I got on this jury. I was the first one picked actually a criminal case where a guy bashed his neighbor's head in, uh, split it open like a watermelon and um, then pulled out a gun. And anyways, what happened was, uh, you know, we had probably 15 witnesses that we sat through and listened to and we had to decide who was telling the truth and who was lying. And the judge and the lawyers couldn't say, you're a liar, or that conflicts with what the other guy says. They weren't allowed to interject like that. It was, it, it was basically, dirt, there was, there was, it wasn't like TV where there's, I object, I object every five seconds, right? You had to just listen, and then you couldn't even talk to your other jurors about the case until the deliberation. So you had to keep it in your head. You couldn't talk to anybody about it. So you had to keep it in your head as to whether you're going to believe it or not. And then decide during the deliberations whether you're going to believe that guy or that guy. And these stories were vastly different that we heard. You know, I would say there were definitely some witnesses lying like crazy and then just making up delusional stories. And there were other witnesses that were telling the truth and it was up to me to decide and, and, and the other jurors. So anyways, the reason I'm telling you this story of what just happened to me is because I think that this is how you got to take it. You know, when I ask these questions, when I ask what is your e ECI and I'm telling them that's ego commission income, of course, they're not going to lie about that. Now, will they lie about their LTI, their left to invest, how much they're actually investing? Will they lie about their net profit? Yeah, they prob but there's, there's a, a chance that they will be, and there's a chance that they won't be. But, but I, there's no way of me verifying. I can't, call the, I can't ask them for their tax returns. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just rely that they're going to say this in public, 
And I think most of them are saying, you know, you know, for the big team, somewhere between 20 and 35% is, is probably realistic. Some people would even disagree with me in saying somewhere between 10 and 20% is realistic if nobody lied. But I think what, when I had a big team, you know, I had years where I made $5 million in commissions and my profit margin was like 19%. And I wasn't embarrassed by that because, you know, just say 20% of 5 million is a million bucks. So I think we got to really focus on, you know, how much actually they're making. If you're, if you run a business and you make a million bucks, dude, you're doing good. I don't care what your profit margin is. So, you know, it's up to you guys to decide. I trust my guests. I would think that they're telling the truth, but if they want to flub it or whatever, then fine. So be it. Let them do it. I'm not going to just be like a lawyer and call them out and say, aha, you know, I, I, I did some research and your profit margins different. So anyways, yeah, I appreciate you paying attention to that. I think it's important. I think that's one, one thing that's a secret sauce on this show is that we get people to focus on profit because profit is important. And, and the more profit you have now, the more you can save for when winter comes. That's why you need profit. And that's why you should be hungry for profit. And that's why uh, it should be something that is talked about, not hidden. Anyways, guys, uh, you know, you're going to love this show with Karen and uh, have a great weekend. Let's do this. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming from Phoenix, Arizona. Corinne Wynn is on the line, and Corinne is doing many things. Uh, she's highly involved with her real estate team and is a real estate coach to other real estate agents around the world, and uh, she's got some really, really cool and interesting philosophies, and we got a lot to talk about today. So without further ado, Corinne, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me today. Hey, Corinne, why don't you give everybody a little bio on yourself so they can get to know you better? Absolutely. Uh, so I am a wife and a mom of four. Uh, I have kids ra ranging in age from 8 to 20, I am the founder of the Corinne Wynn Real Estate Net Network, which I co-lead with my husband, Son. I've been licensed 13 years now. I've sold over 3,000 homes. I've owned a real estate brokerage. Um, like you said, I'm a trainer and a coach. I have a passion for starting a kids, a nonprofit to benefit kids um, who have gone through some type of abuse. And I have a goal this year, or not this year, um, here in the next couple of years to help at least a dozen people earn a million dollars or more. Um, but they have to be great people. I don't want to do that for jerks. I want it to, to be for people that also have a passion to help others like I do so I can help, really help get behind them in achieving that goal. And really, I love to have fun. I can be really silly. Um, and I'm really serious about what I do with having an impact in the real estate industry. Wow. That's great. All right, cool. Well, first of all, let's get into some nitty gritty. So your team, right, that you run there, um, how many houses did it sell last year? Uh, we sold 300 on the button last year. Okay. And, and we had a conversation before I started recording. The, the way Corinne – well, tell them how you presented it to me about, hey, I really don't – I'm not in production. Yeah, so my husband and I are in production. Uh, we achieve our goals through the achieving the goals of our agents. So 
we're completely in leadership and coaching and mentoring for them. Yeah. So the, the way you put it, as it seems to me, is like, you know, you've taken the ego out of it, right? It's like, it's your team, but you're saying it's not really my team. It's the team's team. And we benefit if they do well. Yeah, that's exactly it. I struggle with this. Gosh, should we change the team name because it's not about me and it's not about the name? Now it's more of a branding issue because we've sold so many houses and have a pretty good reputation in our area at this point. Um, and you're right. It's not about it's not about me at all. So we talk on the show about ego commission income, ECI. What is your uh, total gross commission off of the 300 houses sold by your team? Uh, it was just under 2.2. Okay. And, and what's your net profit? On that, we are we were at twenty five, almost twenty six percent last year, but we're gonna call. I round down when it comes to those kind of numbers, so I'm gonna call it twenty five. And of most of that money, actually, we're reinvesting that into the business this year because we have huge plans for growth. Okay, so you you made about you and your husband made about five hundred fifty thousand, and even though you have to pay taxes on that, you're saying you're gonna keep it in the coffers. Yes. So we took out in, I mean, in full transparency, we took out, um, 160 of that and the rest is reinvested into the growth of the team this year. Well, you must have some, some massive plans. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. What yeah. Are you, we what are you, you going to do with it? <laughs> uh, so, you know, last year I looked at, um, some of the people that were in our team and I said, gosh, why am I looking up and I'm not in love with every single person? You know, I'm not running through the door going, gosh, I can't wait to help so-and-so, you know, break down their, their barriers and help them achieve their goals. And at first I started with the people. I thought, well, gosh, it's the people. Why am I not in business with these other people? Or how come this person can't just work harder or be better? And what I realized through that journey is that really it started with me. I was attracting the people that I had around me and in order for me to be in business with the people I wanted to be in business with that I had this ideal perception of, I needed to become somebody different as a leader. And so my husband and I both went on this um, journey last year, deep immersion with personal development. And we also started asking the question, well, gosh, if we go out and we get all these really talented people that we're in business with, why would they want to stay with us? And Number one, you can't take someone where you haven't been yourself, which is why the personal development. But number two, it has to be opportunity. And so we got really focused on we got to create big opportunities if we're going to do all this work to get these talented people in our organization. So we've made some pretty key hires um, and, and very talented key hires are not cheap. So that's the reason that we need the additional investment into the business because talent's not cheap. Okay, so let's talk about that then a little bit. Who'd you hire and why? Yeah, so um, one of the first hires that we made was an expansion director. There's this um, kind of this buzz going on, I feel like, in real estate right now where once you have a real estate team dialed in with systems and processes and you have it to scale and you can replicate that, why not take that to a different marketplace? Maybe, you know, even outside of state lines. Well, uh, you can absolutely do that. So that's where we're at. Cause everything so you hired our- somebody and your thought is that this person is going to uh, kind of go around to other areas and put your team, you know, in there. 
Yeah, so we're in um, the Metro Phoenix area. In Metro Phoenix, there's 110,000, just a little over 110,000 transactions done in 2016. Yep. So I don't really need to go outside state lines. Geographically, it's a big area. We're just starting here first because I'd rather figure out what do we need to break or what do, what have we not figured out within the same MLS and the same contracts and et cetera. So she's doing that across town, building it there and learning what she needs to learn before she takes that and does it outside state lines. Okay, cool. So how far away is she opening up your second office? Uh, she's about 50 miles away. Okay. Yeah, that's a decent amount away. You know, that's a decent amount away. So, well, good luck with that. You know, we've certainly we've had Kristen Cole on. We've had um, the Five Doors team on. We've had uh, several people that have uh, expanded successfully and some that have uh have been unsuccessful thus far. So um, it's interesting. The jury's not out yet um, completely. So it will be an interesting ride for sure. So let's get back to the nitty gritty of your 300 units. Where did these 300 units come from? First of all, how many were buyers and how many were sellers? Yeah, so we were really close to being even on those, which was not what I projected, but it was an interesting way to finish. So of the 300, we had 162 were buyers and 138 were listings. Okay. Uh, thank you for the exact numbers. That's good. So you're, you know, f you know, you're over, you're maybe like 57, 43, something like that going in. It, and let me, out of curiosity, where were you? Well, first of all, how long have you been doing this, Corinne? Uh, so I've been licensed 13 years. I closed my brokerage at the end of 2014. I started a team in earlier in 2014. So I'm in my, going into my third year. As, as starting a team. So you, so team. when you when you had your own brokerage, you weren't selling? Um, you know what? In the brokerage, I was doing REO. So I sold a thousand, well, short of that. I was at 896 listings that I sold by myself um, in REO with just an administrative staff and past that is when I started the team. So I wasn't in like kitchen table conversations. No, right. Cause I wasn't so, there. So you went to more of a traditional model. Do you do any REO now? Uh, we do have a HUD account, but that was only about 10 transactions last year. So, oh, wow. okay. So, really so basically much. no. So, so yeah, as Phoenix dried up, uh, as far as, you know, the, um, you know, a lot of the REOs, yeah, the last I checked, it was less than 2% of the sales that are happening in the marketplace. Wow. So from where we came from, yeah, that's pretty dry. Yeah, I know um, friends with Nate Martinez that has about six Remax offices there in Phoenix. And, um, you know, there was one time when he was uh, doing hundreds and hundreds every year of REOs. And now he, I don't think he does any anymore just because uh, there's just none to be had. It's amazing how a market can go from so many, right? Such a distressed situation, so many empty homes to you know, to where it is now, very little vacant homes and very little, um, REOs. Yeah. That's why I love real estate, honestly, because as soon as you figure out, you know, you don't sell 900 listings in a year without having some really great processes. And as soon as I feel like I really had that dialed in, everything changes, right. And you have to retool and, and figure it out again in a different market. And, you know, we'll go through another cycle. That's real estate. And it's, it's constantly changing. Yeah. Well, um, you're certainly riding the traditional wave uh, very fast, 2014, and he, and here it is, you know, two or three years later, and you've you've got a well-built surfboard, and you're on the wave, and you're doing 300 units, you know, profiting half a million bucks. So where's where are these 
where's this business coming from? Let's talk about your listings first. Where did you get 140 listings last year, mostly traditional? Yeah, so most of the listings, the number one source for us was Sphere. Um, number two behind that was a builder account that they actually approached us about. And then number three was uh, phone prospecting. So a combination of circle prospecting and expireds. Okay, so let's talk about the builder. The build, What kind of deal do you have set up with a builder? Uh, so it's actually a third-party company that works with the builder. And when somebody comes in and they have a home you know, contingent that they need to have sold, uh, they give them to us as a referral. And the builder gives back a portion of the commission to the seller. Okay. And so they have that whole system set up and then you just tap into it. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so how many houses did that account for? Uh, With the builder, you know, I didn't bring that exact number with me to the call. I could easily pull it up. And I want to say that the builder account itself was about 35 houses. Okay. Well, that's a a decent, you know, that's 10% of your business. Okay. And then the circle prospecting. You guys are just calling around houses that, that just sold and just listed? Yeah, so we do just sold, just listed. Um, we do the open house invites that you know we count towards that, and then we also do um, expired, expired, canceled. Okay, and do you have regular times where your guys are required to to do this, or do you just put them out there and and they do it on their own? Well, you know how much real estate agents love to prospect, right? Like they jump out of bed in the morning and just say, "I cannot wait to make my calls today." <laughs> and so since we know that. Um, the way that we start off every day, everyone in our team actually comes into the office every single day. We kick off at 8.15. We do a huddle. It takes about 15 minutes. It's high energy. We share something that we're thankful for, a win from yesterday. Uh, we catch people being awesome. We have a song. We do a chant, some affirmations, 15 minutes, rah, rah. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. So, okay, so everybody meets at the office at what time? 8.15. And you do Tai Chi? <laughs> Not Tai Chi. We just do a huddle. So we just like we rah rah for 15 minutes to get our energy up. Oh, I thought you said Thai energy. No, high energy. High like, energy. I was like, Thai energy. That must be some high form energy. of uh, aerobics mixed with Tai Chi. Okay. So, no, okay. So you get, yeah, you get this energy. You, you get kind of like, um, like a football team, right? They get in a, a huddle, you know, yes. and they like, go, yeah. go, go, go. So you guys do that every morning, the whole team. The whole team, admin, everybody. And then you kind of, you're, and you're in charge of that. No, actually everyone takes turns leading a huddle. So it's, they, they can pick what song they want to kick it off with. It puts their own flavor. It's not my huddle. It's not my team. It's our team. So everybody has to contribute to that. So you have like a, a, a schedule and, and every day it changes. Actually, no, we just have a cup with everybody's name in it. And so you just get your name picked out of the cup. Oh, so you can't even prepare. No, but there's not, I mean, we do it every day, so there's not much to prepare for. You just kind of yeah. roll through it. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. That's fun. Okay. And then everybody gets to work. And, um, so, uh, what about the buyers? Where are all the buyers coming from? Uh, so buyers, our primary source there was open house and of the open house. And everybody's required to do open houses. Um, we ask that you do at least two open houses a month when newer agents come to the team, whether they're new or seasoned or what have you. Um, it's more of a, a boot camp. We call it thrive university that we put them through. And so they're doing more open houses cause they're trying to, you know, really put some inertia 
and get their business off the ground. But for the most part, everyone's doing at least two open houses a month. Okay. Okay. And any technology that they're using on the open house to follow up with or uh, make it more productive? Any techniques? Yeah. So one of the things I think is really different about us with open house is that we don't have flyers that we're handing out at open house. We're about capturing their information. And so when somebody comes through open house, we actually use um, our text system, our text lead system, um, which is called Quickly, K-W-K-L-Y. And we're setting them up because if they're coming into an open house, it's an easy conversation to just say, oh, gosh, you know, how did you hear about the open house? You're, you don't have an agent. You're driving around looking at houses. And so what that tech system does is you set them up with it. Like you have your phone in your hand and you go, great, let me show you exactly how it works. What's your phone number? And so you're going to get the right phone number because you're going to wait for the text to show up in their phone. So they're not going to give wait, you a wait, long wait, wait. Let's Do me a favor. Let's let's slow this down a little bit. Let's pretend I'm walking in your open house, right? Okay. So, so I'm in the open house. I'm looking around. Go ahead. Let's role play this. Okay, great. Uh, hi, Pat. So welcome to our open house today. Did you happen to be a neighbor in the neighborhood or just driving by? Um, just driving by. Just driving by. Okay, great. So do you have an agent that you're working with currently or are you out looking at homes on your own? Uh, we're just out on our own right now. Okay, gosh. I'm so excited to show you this application that we have. It's called um, our, our proprietary texting system. Let me show you exactly how it works. Uh, what's your cell phone number? 410-960-7749. Okay, great. So I'm going to text you right now. Boom. And so you should have a text in your phone. So go ahead and open that up. Okay. It opens up on their phone. And so what we have right here is go ahead and say yes, reply yes. And now what this is going to enable you to do is when you go out looking at houses, they don't have to be our listings, any house that's on the market right now, you drive by to the sign, you don't have to talk to another listing agent again. All you do is text in the house number here to 59559 and it's going to actually respond back with the price of the house. It'll give you some minor details like bedroom, bathroom, square footage, and then it's going to also send you six pictures of the home. And so if there's something that you like, you know, you can contact me. I'd be more than happy to show it. But isn't that great that you don't have to, you know, call these signs where the people aren't answering the phone. You can get the, the information curbside. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I don't have to, you know, use my data, right? It's just a text. Yeah, just a t normal text rate supply. Oh, that's great. And do you get a lot of people that sign up for this? Yeah, everyone that comes through the open house. I mean, it's really rare that we don't get somebody that we sign up. And then the great thing about that is when they're out looking at other houses, now we get a notification every time they look at a house. And is, Number it, a, one. is it an app or do they just have to keep going back to that text? No, you're right. It's not an app. It's actually a text. So that shows my rustiness because I'm not the one at the open house doing yeah, the yeah, role. Yeah. But they just find the text in the scroll. They just scroll down to the, the text and then they just reply to that. Yes. Again so and again. Yeah. Again and again and again. And then they get the information. So it's really sticky. It's how we get our buyers to convert with us. Um, I love open house because I think a lot of qualified buyers come into open houses and, you know, then we're in communication with them more than their agent. Cause we continue to follow up with them and we can see what houses basically we're, we're monitoring. They're showing traffic or the houses that they're looking at. Wow. So, okay. So answer me this and you coach other agents. So, you know, you're faced with this probably every, every other coaching call that you do. 
you know, there's so much content and strategy. Like on this show, it's my goal that everybody that comes on offers, you know, as much meat and potatoes, as much strategy, as much exact specifics on how people can succeed at this business. And I'm not the only podcast out there. I'm not the only one that wrote a book on how to sell more real estate. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's there. The information is out there to learn how to do this. But what I've had some people tell me recently is, you know, even though so much information is out there, you still have a lot of real estate agents that actually they just never implement it. They just like listening, you know, and learning, but they don't do anything with that education. You know, it's kind of like getting a degree in biomechanical engineering and then becoming a bartender, right? So um, how can you help those listening now? How can you help them in their implementation, in their putting things into action, into changing them so that they use this education that they've gotten. Yeah, I think uh, on that personal development conversation, for me personally and for a lot of other agents that I've coached or spoken to, it's just a lack of awareness of really what that is. I don't think, I used to think people were scared of it and I don't think it's that they're scared of it anymore. I think they just don't know about it unless you have somebody in your life that's saying, you know, hey, why aren't, why aren't you paying attention to this and focusing on it? Um, your attention and your focus go somewhere else, which when you're in real estate is going to be on all the things that you need to do for strategy, right? So, um, you know, there's a lot of one-liners that, that go to the personal development thing, but truly it is, I mean, if you want to have more, you have to become more. So people look at their business, especially in real estate, year after year after year, and they can take all the seminars um, that teach you the strategies. And when they're not doing anything to change their thinking, they're not getting different results. And then they're frustrated and they don't understand why they're not getting those results. Okay. So tell, help us then. How, how do we change our thinking? Um, well, first of all, you have to determine, I mean, this is, people talk about this a lot too, is why, like, why are you doing this? Cause if you don't know why you're in the business, I mean, people say, well, because I want to make money. I want to make more money. Okay, great. Why? Like, what are you going to do with that money? So you have to determine why you're doing all of it. It doesn't have to be this like big, scary, oh my gosh, I want to change the world. It doesn't have to be that, but you do have to have that emotion. Otherwise, the emotion that comes into play in real estate is, oh my gosh, I can't make my house payment. Um, so now I have this fear that I'm not going to make my house payment or pay my obligations I'm going to have to go do something. So that that emotion then causes them to take action, right? Causes that emotion. So unless you have something that's motivating you, you're not going to ever really want to change and have any type of immersion in personal development. And, you know, with the internet today, it's really easy. I mean, gosh, you have great people like yourself that are doing podcasts that are a variation, you know, there's strategy and there's um, things with mindset mixed in there as well. But you can do TED Talks. You can find you know, thought leaders like, you know, Jim Rohn is old, old fashioned, old school, but you know, he's still very relevant today or Tony Robbins or Robin Sharma or Darren Hardy. I mean, there's so many people and you start working on yourself personally more actually than you're working on yourself um, professionally. I would say that's number one. And number two, like a very close number two is what's the value that you're bringing to the marketplace? Because most people aren't paying attention to that. They're saying, well, I work this many hours 
And it's like, well, hold on. You don't actually get paid for how much time you work. Not even when you work a nine to five job, especially in real estate. But people go, no, if I work a nine to five job, I get paid, you know, $20 an hour. And my argument back to them is, well, no, you really don't. Because if you stayed home every single day, you wouldn't get paid. So you're not getting paid unless you're bringing value to the place you work for. And that's no different in real estate. The exciting part about real estate in our industry is that the more value you bring, the more money you get paid, right? There's no ceiling on that. And so it really has to be, well, how can I bring more value? Well, okay, I can know tips and tricks and strategies. And I also may have to polish my skills in um, creating rapport with people. Well, maybe I have some hangups about that. Maybe I don't like to get vulnerable. Maybe that has nothing to do with my ability to build rapport. Maybe there's something else that's going on there. And you can't begin to uncover that. You're not going to learn that in a real estate seminar. You know, that's more of a personal development side. We all have personal limitations and, and limiting beliefs. And so the personal development is breaking through those so, so that you so can get past them. So do you them. think it's a 50-50, like – you you should always be working on yourself 50% personally and 50% professionally, or is it a different ratio? What would you give it? I think it's probably more of 80-20. I think you need to work on yourself 80%. Really? And the strategy okay. is like 20%. Wow. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense because it's it's like there's tons of sayings out there that, you know, done beats perfect every day of the week. You, you know, People, you know, people that fortune favors the bold, you know, people that succeed are generally people that get shit done. You know, they can actually implement the implementers are actually people that are very hard to find when building your business. There's plenty of people out there who could come up with ideas and tell you how to do it. Uh, and it's probably 80% of the people can tell you how to do it, but only 20% can actually do it. So that would make sense that 80% of your time should be focused on building yourself personally so that you can be a better implementer, so that you can be a better doer, right? Yeah. And then and then with the rest of your time, you pick up exact, uh, you know, how to do it and, and what to do. Yeah, that and you know, I used to be one of these people. I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I say it because there's other people out there that are like this too. That I would brag, you know, if there was a book um, on something that I just watched the movie. I'm not going to read the book. And so, um, about four years ago, I really started reading, and I absolutely love Audible, right? The app that will read to you because you can do that anywhere. So I'm constantly challenging myself to, instead of being in social media in line or at my kids, you know extracurricular events that I'm on audible and just having that pour into me and the amount of knowledge that you can take in that's I mean that's a form of personal development you're learning and growing about yourself right learning about yourself and growing through even reading and you know even if you just read or did audible one book a year or I'm sorry one book a year one book a month that's going to be 12 books extra that you didn't read last year and it's definitely a good place to start Hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And 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 I'm I follow your advice and and I agree 100%. And that's really the only way you can. You know, if you're struggling from what you whatever you want to call it, production lack, right? What to do is out there. What to do is out there. I there's 450 of these podcast episodes all for free for the universe that I've created among thousands of others out there millions of others out there. So, it, and it's all free. So the, that is out there. What's not out there is, 
what's inside you that's going to get you to become a better doer. And that's all personal development. So I love that. At Rebus University, we take the pain points out of selling real estate. Lost a listing to another agent? Never again. The Certified Listing Agent course goes through step-by-step how eight of the world's top agents close 90-some percent of every listing appointment they go on. Industry icons like Buddy Blake and Marty Hampton have encouraged their entire team to take this course. And after they took it themselves, we gave them discounts for all their team members, and we'll give you that same exact discount if you go to rebusuniversity.com. Had a listing expire and another agent take it over and then drop the price drastically and it sold right away? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Certified Price Reduction course. We've had several agents take that and get immediate price reductions. All of the reviews that we've gotten on rebusuniversity.com, by the way, have all been five stars. Our other flagship product, the Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn out of Omaha, Nebraska, has been selling off the shelves. Everybody wants to know what happens when you peel back the curtain of the Omaha's elite real estate team's inside business. Jeff and I sit down and talk about the nitty gritty of where every dollar that he makes comes from and where every dollar that he spends goes out. It's an incredible, candid, 10-hour course on how to build the mega team of the future. Use coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first course now. RebusUniversity.com So let me wrap this up, Corinne, with our flagship question, and that is this. So let's say I took you and I put you with nine other real estate agents, and I put you guys on an island, but on this island, there's a lot of commerce. People are buying and selling. There's money changing hands. People are buying and selling houses. The only thing is you and the nine other agents don't know anyone on the island. Zero. I give you each $1,000 cash, I give you a laptop, computer, and I give you a cell phone. I said, whoever sells the least amount of houses each week gets thrown off of the island. At the end of 10 weeks, there's only one agent left, and that agent wins a million-dollar prize. How is Corinne going to win this game show? Well, first I'm going to identify of the people that are on the island what is the need of the people on the island? What's keeping these people up at night? What's the problem I'm trying to solve for? And then once I determine that, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to have conversations with as many people as I can get in front of. So um, if there's phones on the island, I'm going to call them. Because yeah, there's phones. You know, it's yeah. a regular city, you know, Bill. So, you, you know, and people need to sell houses and people need to buy houses. Yeah, and I think... You know, there's this fear and people shy away from the phone prospecting piece. And, and what I would say is, you know, I think they think it's like a telemarketer, right? And you're going to be a telemarketer. I didn't get into real estate to be a telemarketer my whole life. And so you're not going to be a telemarketer your whole life. You're um, just doing it to build your database. But if you need to get business and you need to talk to as many people as you can as quickly as possible, 
it's going to be through the phone, especially when you don't know anyone, which is me here on the island. So I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to get into conversation and I'm going to ask questions around whatever it is that I've determined is keeping them up or is their need. And then I'm going to show them how I have the value and how I care and my mission and my conviction is to help them achieve their goal. And I can't achieve my goals unless I help them achieve their goals. And um, I'm going to easily just landslide the contest over all the other contestants in the island. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, listen, Corinne, thanks so much for coming on. You've been an excellent guest. Um, if I'm ever out in the Phoenix area, I'll definitely look you up. We can uh, break some bread together. I'm going to put all of Corinne's information. Now, it's Corinne Win, but here's the thing, guys. It is not spelled W-I-N-N like the hotel, right? I haven't had another Corinne on here. So I'm going to just put Corinne, which is... C-A-R-I-N. All right. I'm like a car ju- driving in. Car in. Car in. Let's just do yeah. that. Hybendigital.com backslash car in. Hybendigital.com backslash car in. Go there. All our information will be there. Everything that we talked about today will be there. And Corinne, listen, best of luck to you and all your future endeavors. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Pat. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.